0: up guys it's Brandon here uh, so for most of you that know Kayla you know she's been MIA for a little bit um, she's been uh, finding herself and, and trying to get herself back to normal there's been a lot that's gone on over the last couple years um, why don't you tell your story babe
1: Well, yeah, like, we were just talking about it, and we decided that this episode we were going to talk more about, like, in-depth of the recovery that we received.
0: We'll we'll start with yours, though.
1: Yeah, so I just got back from Florida literally a day ago. Um, I actually first started to look for treatment probably over a year ago is when I first noticed that um, I wasn't feeling right or the same and I started to like isolate myself a lot and it was really hard for me to show up for things especially on my social media and in my career for San Diego Bra Bar so um I was on the hunt and I it was really really hard for me to find but you know we finally found a really good place and it happened to be in a different state and you know we both looked at each other and Brandon said he's all in said do what I had to do to go
0: do what you gotta do yeah it's it's not an easy recovery is a delicate thing you know you you gotta do what you gotta do to better yourself
1: yeah and it was like the best decision we ever made because now we're here and the last few days have been an adjustment for sure um but in a good way like we're really excited for all the things that are coming up in our lives but we really wanted to tell you guys kind of like what to expect when going to recovery so for me on my side for mental health it was super hard to find and then when I finally did find one I ended up in a program and right when you get there they take your phone they take your ID and everything like they pick you up right from the airport I didn't even tell anybody I was leaving so which was really refreshing like I kind of just my phone got taken and just I didn't even know what to expect either like how many days I'd be gone or what it was like, because they don't even take you inside. Like, you don't really get to see most of what is going to happen. Like, you kind of are just out of, you're not in any control, which is one of the biggest things that you learn in in recovery is to learn how to no longer be in control of things. It's like learning to accept and surrender. And, Yeah. yeah, with that comes forgiveness and, you know, like just living your life to the fullest. So yeah I was in my first program for about 10 days and then after that I was transferred to a PHP program which was still residential and my phone still was not given back to me um the second place I went to though I ended up being um put into like my own apartment so it was like an entire apartment complex and at this place we were actually given like we had to make our own food so at this place we actually were given like an allowance for groceries and it kind of it brings you into like each step of like getting you ready to go back into society um so we got like our own tv and I was in the master bath so I actually ended up having my own bathroom I did have roommates though in my apartment we each all had our own room and um we pretty much were in groups all day long. There were so many things, though, involved. Like, there was equine, so we went to a ranch. So we got to play with, like, horses. There was a llama. And we did, like, movie pizza nights. We had uh, yoga, chiropractor, acupuncture.
0: Sounds like a vacation.
1: Yeah, it, it kind of really is. Like,
0: so did they, when you did, like, your groups, did they focus on, like, substance abuse, Above all else? Or was it like, for those of you that were there for mental health, did they like, spend more time with you guys on certain things or what? Because I know with a dual diagnosis center, it's not always easy to juggle the two.
1: Yeah, no. So there were there were people there for substance abuse, obviously, because most of the time it goes hand in hand, like mental health and substance abuse are usually like one of the same. That's why I also said in our episode yesterday that, you know, it was probably really easy for me to want to numb. And most people do, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And um, so, no, there were people there for that. But um, they separated us. Yeah. So if you really were focused more on substance abuse, then you were most likely put downstairs. But
0: some, some of them were mental health and substance abuse, correct? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But if one way like outweighed the other, yeah. like there was somebody that was there who had been sober for like 16 years but yeah. was still struggling with mental health, so it was like still dual yeah. dog- diagnosis. So he was actually um, upstairs in the MH, yeah. and that's what we called it. And, um, yeah, the the best part too about this one program specifically was that they kind of let us choose what groups we wanted to go to. So we did kind of still feel like a sense of control, which I liked because the other one I was in, it was like, you had no, no choice, no option. You go to this group and that's it, you know? And sometimes, um, it just kind of sucks to like feel forced and like you're already out of your comfort zone. And there were definitely times where it got really hard where you were like, man, I really don't want to do this right now. I don't want to talk about this, but. Everything that happens, obviously, is for an amazing reason. But I did like that there was, like, a little bit more control in here. So there was also art therapy. There was music therapy. Like, kind of broke up in between the groups that were, like, all, you know, guilt and shame. And the hard ones that you had to go to. They kind of um, put some fun ones in there. And then being able, to to, like, take a break and be like, you know, I'm going to go to the chiropractor. Or, like, massage. And there was also a serenity bed there which I never knew what a serenity bed was, but it's kind of like how it sounds. Like you lay on this bed, which is shaped really nicely. Like it just forms to your body and it vibrates and you put on headphones where it takes out all the sound and you actually hear like, for instance, one time it was like the ocean that I heard and that's all I could hear. And then they also put like these black, blacked out like sunglasses on you. So it's like you kind of escape and go to the beach for a little bit. Which there also were beach trips that we did. But, yeah. you know, it was, it was kind of nice, like, being in the serenity bed. Like, it almost took you into, like, a really deep meditation.
0: Sounds like I went to the wrong place.
1: I, I'm i telling you. <laughs> <For> <laughs> I, real. I I really think that some people should try this, like, no matter what. Because it really, overall, is good for any person. Like, whether you're depressed or not. But you just need, like, that time to, like, fall in love with yourself again. Like you
0: know my place didn't do that
1: i know we talked about this a little bit before like i almost feel like you should just go <laughs> go to florida it's your turn now
0: no i i was in my place with a super open mind like i had to cuz i went twice
1: yeah and
0: the first time was not so good so
1: Which i had that too yeah yeah like my first time and i
0: had to like keep my mind open like all right it's never going to work plus i wasn't ready the first time either yeah so I should have gone to your place though
1: I know yeah, so why don't you actually tell us a little bit about the first time oh, you mine? went
0: mine all right
1: yeah and the reason why
0: so <laughs> for a little background on me for most of you that know me, I'm an addict, I was addicted to opiate painkillers for a long time uh, started messing around with the fentanyl that was going around, and I got pretty bad for a long time. Um, so the first time I went to treatment, I kind of got intervened on. I got, like, bombarded by, like, my dad and my stepmom and my aunt and oh, fuck, all sorts of people. And me. And my wife, yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't ready yet.
1: Yeah, we'll have to tell you about that story another yeah, time, I, that
0: intervention was kind of a mess. It was, it was kind of a mess. It was intense. It was, I don't know, I just felt bombarded. Um, so I kind of went, just because everybody was there, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, I'll go. So I went, but I didn't choose the place, so I didn't really know anything about it. And it seemed all right. Um, they, they made it sound like it was all right, and it just, to me, it wasn't a good fit. Like, they didn't really spend too much time with us.
1: Yeah, it's, like, it's kind of like my first place, right? You said something about how you were there for, like, six days and you still hadn't even seen a therapist Yeah, yet. I,
0: I saw a psychiatrist one time.
1: For, like, ten minutes, right? For, like,
0: ten minutes. Yeah. And then my case manager, I was wanting to leave. I'm like, dude, I'm not getting what, I'm, what, I'm, what I was told I'd get here.
1: Yeah, like, stagnant.
0: And then he, pretty sure he called you or he let me call you couple times oh uh, there was one guy that was really cool there that was Brian mm-hmm. he was good he was a good guy but I just wasn't getting what you were told I was gonna get yeah and what I was told I was gonna get we um, spent a lot of time at the house or the center yeah but it wasn't wasn't really useful stuff so I left I just I woke up one morning and I was like 20 miles away from home so I was like Screw it. I don't even care. (laughs) And I left with my bag of clothes and my pillow (laughs) and all my stuff. And I walked, like, five miles to Old Town, hopped on the trolley, went home, just because I I wasn't ready to be there. So I relapsed, for sure, like, first week. Pretty sure you knew that. Yeah,
1: I feel like it was kind of like the first day.
0: Yeah, it might have been the first day. (laughs) Um. Then it wasn't for months that I decided to go back. That's when I started getting real bad. And then uh, researched a couple places myself, found one, because if I didn't go at that point, I'd probably die. You know, I had a, I had a friend die. And I'm like, you know what, this is, it. So I went, and it was better than the first place. I stayed like 30 days. Yeah. You know, just, it didn't have no serenity bed. It didn't have... I mean, it they were nice houses.
1: I mean, it, it works though, for you, because, yeah, like, you stayed sober. You've yeah, sober it worked. Time.
0: It worked. Me, personally, I would have liked to get out a little more, you know, because we were right by the beach. Yeah. Like we were right by the beach in both houses I was at, and it's like, come on, you know, let. Like, Like, I understand, don't let us go by ourselves, but... Well, and this
1: wasn't even during COVID. Yeah. And I still got to go to the beach. Yeah, like, let us go,
0: you know, like, take us to the beach. Yeah. I mean, they did, you know, they took us to meetings every night, got us out of the house, but all the groups and everything were done in the house.
1: Yeah, that's hard.
0: And they were, they were good groups, but they were, so they didn't used to have, like, a curriculum. Mm -hmm. They just kind of taught random stuff, didn't have, like, a set Mm -hmm. thing. Well, and was so, it a licensed therapist because uh my therapist was a licensed therapist. The people that ran the groups were, not. were Well, they were college educated workers that worked there.
1: Well, that's
0: cool. Yeah, they they like had degrees and certain stuff, you mm-hmm. know, they were they were, and, and they were good. The ones we had there. Um but they were just starting to like Change their curriculum into like actual scientifically based facts about addiction and drugs and all that. So they were like transitioning stuff. Yeah. So it was kind of a mess. Um,
1: Something I, I actually wanted to go back on before I forget, but oh, yeah. you know how people say, um, like, when the person that you love is ready to get sober, they will. Yeah. And there's absolutely nothing you can say or do. And although everybody would tell me that all the time when he used to use, and I just wanted him so badly. Like, I I would do anything. I was like, like, if I just do this one thing, like, today he'll end up changing. Like, he'll be sober. Like, I, my whole life was put into this. And it, it I didn't even realize it half the time. Like, I didn't actually think that at the time sometimes when I would do things. But I wanted to say about how you ended up looking for your second treatment, and you went, and I, absolutely was not a part of that at all and yeah. this is you've been sober since that second one a year and a half yeah and I remember this plays in my head all the time because I was like when I actually finally gave up and started to focus on myself and I just I couldn't I just couldn't let it run my life like that it was like you all of a sudden had like that time too to where you were like okay well I really want to get help well yeah. and you know your friend had passed away yeah,
0: it was it was a lot but ultimately it was down to me because it was like fuck yeah. I don't I don't want my wife to have to explain to my kids one day that their dad's not here anymore cuz he made bad choices, you know? Yeah. And it was that just didn't sit well with me. All all that stuff played a factor in it. And I was like I I got to go. Yeah. I got and I think a lot of it was just getting away for a little bit. Yeah. Even it's, though it's I was like, still too. even though I was like still here in San Diego, mm-hmm. I just I got away for a while. I mean, it was I had my moments. It wasn't all. I, I mean, I didn't piss smiley faces every day.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I it was. I had some days. Too. Yeah,
0: I, I had some days where I was just like, "Oh my god, can't do it. I yeah. can't do it." But.
1: It really forces you to feel yeah, the feelings. Yeah, you,
0: you get out of your comfort zone, for sure.
1: Yeah, and you lose control. Yeah. Which so many people are so afraid to do, but when you get into these situations, like, there's absolutely nothing left, yeah. and there's, no, there's nothing outside anymore to, like, really numb you anymore. Like Yeah,
0: I, I uh, there was a couple times, man, I just, I wanted to leave so bad, so bad, but I was just like, no, no, this is what it's supposed to do. You know, I didn't want like I didn't want to talk about my addiction with anybody, and they were like, "Dude, you I'm like try talking about it."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, "No," but then I kept my mind open, and I started opening up about stuff. And it ended up being probably the best thing I ever did because here I am, a year and a half later. I mean, I'm not perfect, but no, by no means has the last year and a half been an easy ride, you know
1: yeah even being
0: sober yeah it's almost it, like being sober yeah it's it's it's
1: almost like it was harder I feel when like you it, got sober I
0: feel like it's harder work now than it was when I wasn't sober, yeah. like I have to put in like double the work now, which is fine i mean i knew I knew that but it, it it's hard yeah, some days are really hard,
1: yeah,
0: I haven't made the best choices either, but you know.
1: Yeah, which we're going to save that for yeah, an episode, we'll, too. We'll, we'll, His we'll sobriety. Tell, we'll tell
0: that story later. His first um,
1: year of sobriety. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, that
1: threw us no, for a loop. The, the,
0: the, the treatment, though, I would have liked to be, like, out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. For me, I think, like, outside healing does a body good. Like, get out in the world, you know? But, uh... Yeah. I would have and- liked to do that. Or even, like, get out to, like, go to groups. Like, to get out of just the house. So we spent so much time in that damn house, I was like, man, this sucks. And, like, I could walk out onto the deck and just see the ocean. I'm like... Why? (laughs) Why? Uh, Yeah, so
1: between the two of us now, we've been to six treatment centers together. We've taken a little bit from each one of them and things that we like, things that we don't like. And then, you know, we also kind of sat here and talked about, like, what do we really love to do? Like, what are we passionate about? Because we have done all this work on ourselves and we don't want to keep living, like, being miserable. So Brandon was in construction.
0: Oh, yeah. I hate my job. Yeah. (laughs) I hate it. Um, I don't know. I I have a bigger passion for, like... Outdoors. The recovery environment. Yeah, and, like, I think it should be, like, outdoor therapy, you know? Like, help, I don't know, it just helps the mind, the body, the soul. Find yourself, get in tune with yourself.
1: Yeah, and I really agree with that, especially with, like, the structure I got from that PHP that I told you guys about where I had all these things that we did, but then also adding in sports would be amazing or things, like, just to get you to, like, remember what you really love to do. It almost kind of takes you back to like being a child again. Like yeah. these people are taking care of you. You're starting from the bottom and then you're you're you have all this time to remember and learn. Like we were forced to do art. Yeah. And you never take the time to sit there and like put beads together on a bracelet even. Like yeah. there was one time yeah, I, I did we that did too. that. Yeah. But then you know you're like, wow well, I actually or like I had to I had to paint a sunset one time. And then I was like, well you know, whatever. And then you ended up like seeing like, Oh wow, I'm actually really good at
0: this. They took, uh, they, they had a big old canvas, um, like a big picture frame canvas. They put, it was maybe, it was maybe three feet long by like a foot and a half wide. It was, it was pretty decent size and it was like our house. So we had to like put our hands on it and our feet on it and like, you know, write our, paint our names on it and they hung it up. Like, just stupid stuff like that we did. Like, that was an art group.
1: Yeah.
0: We all sat, like all, six of us, you know, and just, we put our feet on this camera, a hand or, mm-hmm. you know. We did stuff like that. I mean, it was, it was cool. It was something I would have probably never done Yeah, any other time. But then,
1: like, it gets your senses going. Yeah. And then you, you start to realize, like, how it, like, minimal life can really be, like, to enjoy. Like, yeah. so, something so tedious as that or like putting like the bracelets that it was the best thing ever to yeah. sit there in a room full of people and see what they actually wrote and remember too when you're like looking down at your wrists like resilience was one that i made and it was like yeah like i really am resilient
0: they, and they had a little powerful they had little beads that look like little people like mm-hmm. little stick figure people they had like girls they had a little dress they were pink mm-hmm. i put like two girl three girls on a bracelet with an initial next to it, you know, like it was, it was cool.
1: Yeah, I it was. It was a
0: fun little art group.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, then little, believe it or not, like stuff like that gets you through like certain time.
1: Yeah, it does because you just look right yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I think that between the, us and our six treatments we've gone to, and then Brandon and his career change and loving outdoors and sports. That we actually would love to take everything that we've learned and put it all together into one and do more of an outdoor yeah. recovery center. And that's kind of where like a walk to recovery came from, is because the walking is active and also our last name is Walker. And you know, our main goal is recovery uh, uh, for everybody. Yeah. One thing we also uh, forgot to me- mention in these recoveries is uh, the no contact. So this was also really different in our treatment centers. Brandon got
0: uh, one phone call every day for ten minutes, just just one, and they were like on it.
1: Yeah, like, and, like only ten at, minutes. At
0: ten minutes. They were like, okay, so at like at night, if you made your phone call, you could get them to give you maybe like twelve minutes. But other than that, it was they were pretty strict on the the one call, ten minutes a day. That
1: was it. Yeah, but it was kind of cool with his because we actually still got to be a part of treatment together. Yeah. Like, I, I, I did get to keep in contact with him every single day. Um. With me, the first treatment center I went to here in San Diego, which was back in May, um, I got five minutes a day, and that was it. And I – god, ten minutes was so hard, especially when you have kids and a house and all things. Like – oh, hi, how is Brielle? How is, how is Lexi? Like how, you know, these things, like you can't even really get to like, how are you feeling? You know? So 10 minutes was already really hard. So then when I went to treatment to my first time and I only got five minutes, it was like, how do you even expect me to ask somebody, how are you doing, or what's up, or what's been going on, like, let alone even to, like, bring in my kids into the conversation, or what's been going on in school, like, it was super, super hard, five minutes goes by really fast, and then we really got thrown for a loop when I got flown to Florida, and I got put into this new treatment center, I was only able to talk for 15 minutes once a week, only on Wednesdays, 15 minutes, and, you know, just, like, he said they're really strict they were right there in the background like yeah. using their hands like cut it off you know yeah
0: they're... and you were on
1: speakerphone the whole time too yeah
0: same with same with you
1: mm-hmm. they had to like monitor to make sure that we weren't gonna talk about anything so somebody's like always yeah. in the room with you too it's really hard to be vulnerable yeah. as well when someone's like monitoring everything you're saying you can't really just be like fuck this place yeah it
0: was, <laughs> i it was, don't know it was a little difficult yeah for sure
1: But now that we look back, like, it was also the best thing ever because that is really what got me to focus more on myself was not having the ability to think, oh, at the end of the day, I'm still going to get to check in with him. So even for me, mine was even better to only have once a week, which at first I was super pissed off about.
0: Makes you appreciate your significant other more. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Like, how did you feel like not talking to me for an entire month practically?
0: It was it was tough. It was tough. I mean, and we didn't... There weren't always peaches and cream conversations, but it was It was still tough.
1: Yeah, because you'd want to, like, get into a topic or yeah, something.
0: I, fe- I felt like how... I'm like, yeah, like you said, how am I going to know about you in a five-minute conversation, 15 minutes once a week? Like, how am I going to know what's going on with you? you yeah. I'm like, well, how am I, I going to know how I can help? So it was... It was tougher. Or, for sure.
1: Yeah, or get into the topic of something that I was really having a hard time about. Yeah. Cause then we would start to like go back and forth on it and then it was like, Hey, we well, have to get off the phone and we hadn't even asked like, yeah, was, like how no, the kids were.
0: No solution. Yeah. To there what was no we were ending. Talking about. And mm-hmm. it was it like was the whole conversation. So it's like, all right, well, this kinda sucks. Yeah. Um It was difficult, for sure.
1: Well, I remember one time too, on one of our conversations, I hadn't talked to you in a whole week And I knew I only got 15 minutes and I was like, I'm going to make this last, you know, like you look forward to that time where you get to call home and, um, you brought up the taxes (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and I was so pissed because I was like. Why Are you bringing up something that, like, I can't, I have no control over the taxes right now. Like, he was like, yeah, I'm going to need this, like, that had to do with San Diego Brow Bar. Like, he needed to get into my computer knowing passwords. Like, he needed my P&Ls. Like, all these things. And I was like, I don't even know where to begin right now. Like, that won't even give me 15 minutes to, like, walk you through these things. And we've already yeah. been talking for eight minutes. So, like, immediately anxiety.
0: Yeah.
1: I was like, can we not do this right now? Yeah. But, you know, I did leave at a time before taxes were due. And, like, everything had been so messed up from COVID. Like, yeah. it just, it was a mess.
0: Yeah, it was it was difficult, for sure. Uh, would have been nice to have some more contact with you. But you needed it.
1: Yeah, now looking back, you I'm, like, so it. thankful yeah. I couldn't call you every single was, day.
0: Yeah, it was, it ended up working out the way it should have. Yeah. So.
1: I would have still used you as, like... Yeah. my being powerless you know
0: yeah
1: and that's another so. thing in treatment is you go through the 12 steps and so like he was talking about earlier is that they took him to a meeting every single night but um me in mental health we still had to go to meetings as well like for aa yeah um even if I wasn't using substance abuse because the 12 steps are actually really important well, for th- anyone that
0: stuff helps
1: everyone like, yeah. yeah
0: it really it really does like I didn't you know, I didn't work the twelve steps. I didn't get a sponsor, um, but like just going to listen to people talk and like tell their story or how they were feeling that day. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was kind of a powerful thing. You know, it makes you realize you're not alone. So the meetings are good. Like I'm glad they did that for us. I'm glad they got us out to do that every night.
1: Um, oh yeah, and uh, another. Did
0: they Did they do your guys's every night?
1: Yeah, no, every single night we, but with my, remember how we had the choice? We always had a choice, which at this one place I did, the one that I absolutely love, I can't stop talking about. Um, so you could either go into the movie, which would be like a Ted talk or some motivational speaker. One time I watched it and it was Will Smith and he was amazing. Like his, his video was so funny. Um, which I'll have to show you again later, and then, or you had the choice to go into the meeting, which is a peer led meeting. Like we all run it together, so it also gives you like a, um, you know, trying to be more confident and on your own and having to stand up and do these things. But um, every time I would go to these meetings, and if I I led one before, and I stood up and was like, "Look, I'm I'm not here for substance abuse, but I am here just as much as you guys are, and I'm here to work the twelve steps. My step one is." I am not powerless over alcohol or narcotics. I am powerless over others. And my others actually specifically is Brandon because my life did become unmanageable in, you know, without me even realizing it or meaning to that I was so powerless over his addiction and so that's why this is also really important for both of us to be coming on here and talking is because there really are t- two sides to this. And they are yeah. equally as important Yeah. when you're on the other side of it. Because I really did become powerless. hundred percent. And I lost myself. Yes. And I needed just as much help. And now we both work the 12 steps together. Addict- we individually are going to have to have our own sponsors.
0: Addiction doesn't just affect the addict. No. If I mean, in some ways that that mental health stuff's almost harder to deal with yeah you know it's really it's a really tough deal depression and you know mood altercation all that shit it's
1: yeah well especially i i said that to you before too like oh i didn't you know we had a really rough seven years of you using yeah. and i was like but i'm kind of envious <laughs> of you sometimes because you are we're numb in most of those times I'm like yeah. I wasn't like yeah. I was fully a thousand percent here yeah. and I still had to deal with as much pain as you did and I couldn't numb but when I went to treatment I do need to tell you like and you have to give yourself some grace or like feel a little bit better about this is I did numb I just I didn't use a substance yeah. but I did numb and you were my numbing or you know opening up a brow bar was actually my numbing so I know that it was actually really successful and good chaos but still, at some point, like, the, all that avoidance of dealing with my feelings and putting it all into becoming, like, super successful in a company, it all caught up to me one day. Yeah. And, I, you know, it kind of, it really affected my business. Like, it, it really did. I feel like there were points that I feel like I failed and I could have done better. And because I wasn't dealing with my emotions and I was using a salon to numb, especially in the beginning, which, because it, it was, it was a high yeah. to become so successful so fast. And I know people look at it like, oh, well, that's a good thing. But I still needed to feel. I still needed just as much help as Brandon did. And, you know, everything catches up to everybody. And look at us now. We got help and we're here. We want to help anybody and everybody that's out there that wants to hear more things or, you know, just wants to talk. So that's why we've made the Instagram and the Facebook and this podcast because... And now Brandon has every single day <laughs> because of his career change. So we're here together. We wake up every every day together now. We're like...
0: It's it's going to be a good thing. You know, like I said, we have a passion for helping people out. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be good. Anybody out there struggling, you know, we're here. Hit us up. Tell us your story, you know.
1: Yeah, and then you're, you're, eventually we're going to... You know, really try and take this to the next level. We really nope. hope to.
0: Nobody's alone in this in this whole thing. You know, nobody's alone. That was that was always something about me that was kept me back. Was I felt like I was the only one. Yeah. Then you go to meetings and you're like, wow, I'm not the only one. Yeah. You know, I'm not the only one. You know, that was a big. Took me a long time to realize that. Yeah. Even in sobriety, I still like had moments where I was like, fuck, I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one who feels this way, but
1: and look There's, your wife was right here feeling and my the wife was right here <laughs> my, my
0: wife was right here feeling the same way yeah um you which know. you
1: know we didn't know like now yeah. we look back on things and we're yeah. like oh shit
0: I had no idea at the time she was she was feeling just like I was just in a different you know yeah her, and I didn't her, either. her addiction
1: mm-hmm.
0: we established that when I was in rehab Mhm. You were my addiction.
1: And Al-Anon, for people listening, yeah. Al-Anon is a really 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 great source as well besides this organization we're starting because it really does work. It, learning it, to It
0: does. You know? Yeah. So we got we got a lot of stories coming. Yeah. A lot of a lot of ideas, you know, advice.
1: We're going to keep learning yeah. things and taking things from each place just yeah. like we did the others and you know, probably flying back to Florida too um, because we want to get into some more treatment centers and, you know, taking as much as we can from everything and anywhere because this is our mission. And, you know, we really want to thank you guys for listening to us today and also remind you to, we're also on Spotify. We're on Apple for our podcast. We also have our Instagram, a walk to recovery, a Facebook. You can reach out to us in all of these platforms And we're super excited to be here for you guys. So thanks for listening and stay tuned for our next episode.